Good afternoon. We've got a packed house for the first seminar of this term, so very good to see you all. Um, I'm delighted that uh, today we have a former colleague of mine, Americo, who's here to talk about new media, old media, and politics in Brazil. America was, uh, in my time, head of the Brazilian service, the BBC World Service. He then went back to Brazil to lead a TV news operation and then became director general of Brazil's public broadcaster and is now back in the UK with the BBC as head of global partnerships, so extending his reach around the world. Uh, but there are a few people who are better placed to uh, explain Brazilian politics in the media than uh, America, so you're very welcome. Thank you very much. Good afternoon to everyone. I will try to um, show you a picture of what's happening in Brazil now. Maybe some of you have some experience in Brazil. So forgive me if I'm going to give you uh, some details that I already know. And obviously I'm going to talk about how the media is impacting politics in Brazil. Brazil usually is seen as a very happy place and a very a place where you have a lot of parties, carnival, uh, World Cup, football and everything, but I would describe Brazil right now as a land that is deeply divided and uh, where we can find huge tensions on all sorts of uh, the political, economic and the social life. Uh, the country is going through a major crisis in terms of politics, we have not been this divided since the times of the coup d'etat, the military coup d'etat in 1964. It's really a profound division between all the sides. Everyone seems to be work, uh, acting like a hooligan. Brazil is the country of the football, so you will not be surprised that uh, everything becomes sort of a, what we call a fla-flu, that the two most popular teams there, you are either one side or the other side. And we even given names to the both sides that are in political conflict in Brazil at the moment. The Coxinhas and the Mortadelas. It's like, <laughs> it is like a, a football uh, thing, but based on food. Yeah. Coxinha is a very traditional chicken bowl that is very delicious. I like it very much. And Mortadela is a cold cut that is very popular, very cheap. So the implication here is that Coxinha is a very posh kind of, uh, of uh, people, and the mortadellas are the very popular people. So the mortadellas, they actually call themselves this, mortadellas and coxinhas and everything. The mortadellas are the guys that actually cheer for Lula. They, uh, for the Dilma Rousseff, who was the president that was impeached uh, last year, she was elected, and then there was a lot of accusations of corruption, and she was uh, impeached. The people that support is what I would call the old left. I don't like to describe people left, right, and anything. I don't think that applies necessarily anymore. But the people that would be shout very loudly that uh, the policies that the Workers' Party adopted lifted 30 million people out of poverty in the 12 years that they were in power. Um, the others, the coxinhas, and as I say, they actually are very <laughs> proud of being coxinha. <laughs> They criticize, they're completely the opposite, they criticize PT, the policies, the economics. They say that, uh, okay, we lift all these people out of poverty, but uh, we adopted several economic policies that were completely wrong, and that do not apply to Brazil. And that's why we are in a deep economic crisis, and I'm going to describe a bit of the crisis. And both sides staged last year huge demonstrations in favor, that was the time of the impeachment, 
the coxinhas all in uh, yellow, the Brazilian national color, all demanding impeachment of the president, and the mortadelas also making a huge, huge demonstrations in support of the government. That was all very fine, but started becoming very um, aggressive in many ways. Both sides have uh, good arguments. I think both sides have, they are partly right and partly wrong, as you often get. Brazil made a huge effort to lift all those people out of poverty, and it's a huge uh, effort, and uh, the social problem in Brazil is huge, so it was really a, an accomplishment to do this. A lot of this is being reversed now, but it's also true that the PT made a lot of political mistakes, huge mistakes. And both sides are not talking to each other. That's a key point of the whole thing. That was the politics, the economic picture. Brazil had a boom. When, when I was there, I think I lived most of the good recent years of Brazil. The economy was very impressive, was uh, w with the help of these people that leave, left poverty, there was much more consumption, there was a lot of things happening. But right now we are facing the biggest economic crisis since the 80s. Some people say that since the 30s. And now we are making comparisons of the time of hyperinflation in Brazil. Brazil had a 5,000% of inflation in one year. It had the largest uh, external debt in the world. At one time, the government was freezing the assets of everyone in the banks to try to control the economy. And now we are facing an economic crisis that is that size, but just without the pyrotechnics of these different things. Again, people are saying that that's the fault of PT, or is the fault of the international market, or is the coxinhas bombarding what uh, PT, Dilma, Lula tried to do? Again, both sides have some very good points, they are some right or they're not right, and again, they're not talking to each other. Basically, nobody is talking. In terms of the economics, uh, they have also a huge implication in the social picture in Brazil. And then I'm going to show you some other pictures here. In unemployment just boomed from last year to this year. It's, it's reaching 12%. The highest since the big economic crisis we had in 2003, and it's, going, it's not going to stop there. It's just the beginning of the year. So we're going to have much more problems in terms of unemployment in Brazil, which is also bringing a lot of that people that left poverty back into poverty, because they obviously don't have jobs, they don't have uh, how to, to pay all the debts, massive debts that they they, they acquired over the years. Crime is one business that is booming in Brazil completely, very, in many, many ways very organized. Uh, you are seeing a lot of violence everywhere. That is also happening because uh, we have an economic crisis happening in some states in Brazil. Rio de Janeiro, that hosted the Olympics just six months ago, is not paying professors, nurses, doctors, or the police force. The state is completely broke and they're making some sort of deal with the federal government to try to, to, to roll them, to pay for them to actually keep functioning. The state is bankrupt. We are just now seeing huge riots in Brazil as well, in the, in the overcrowded prison system that we had.
We are, today is the 18th of January and we had 134 inmates killed in Brazil. That guy is about to be killed, the guy sitting there in the black. And I saved you from much worse pictures of beheaded people and everything. That's a very worrying sign because it means that the government is losing control of the prisons. These, these riots are happening in different states in Brazil. There is one happening right now, today, <coughs> in Rio Grande do Norte. A lot of people shouting at each other, but still they're not talking. They don't have anyone talking in Brazil. And that's a, a very worrying thing. Uh, it's a huge lack of dialogue. There is no dialogue. This is President Dilma that was ousted last year. And this is President Temer that is there now. Doesn't have a huge legitimacy because he was not elected. Again, both sides, one called the other like the corrupts and the golpistas, the guys that uh, orchestrated a coup d'etat. And again, they're not talking. And I think that's when we get to the media. The media played a huge role in this whole scenario. It's being affected by this, the economic crisis, for example. The, the traditional media, the legacy media, is being deeply affected because the business model is changing, as is changing everywhere in the world, but you have to deal with this massive crisis. Uh, new media is booming in many ways. Brazil is one of the countries that use most social media. We engage in social media all the time, spend hours doing this, uh, but the money is not there neither, apart from the Googles and Facebooks of this life, like in other trends. And what I think is very worrying is that the legacy media, the traditional media, they completely gave up uh, because they were being cornered. They just decided that uh, opinion was the way forward. So they actually took sides, extremely sides. This is the, the front page last year of Veja. This is President Lula, of course, uh, the most popular politician in Brazil for ages. Veja is the most important Brazilian magazine. It wants to be, when they grow up, the economists in Brazil. And they decided absolutely to take sides. They're not, they're making a campaign, basically. They and many others. On the other side, you have other people, also another traditional magazine there, accusing uh, Temer of being a, to orchestrate the coup d'etat. So basically there is, again, no dialogue. The traditional Brazilian media has many faults. It's very concentrated, it's very elitist, very few groups control a lot of the media, very few families, it's family-owned until now, but at least up until recently, when they were not so, they didn't have so much pressure from the business model and the lack of money and everything, they were trying to do some sort of quality journalism. So they were trying to show all sides of a dispute, or at least some sides of the dispute, at least two sides. Now, basically, they are doing campaigns. New media, in terms of the politics and how they are behaving, is not helping much. Actually, I think they are making the, the whole thing worse. A lot of uh, uh, this era of uh, post-truth that basically lies, there is a lot of... Uh, the social media is used as many places in the world uh, as a, a tool, a political tool for all these... Uh, competition between the mortadellas and the coxinhas uh, and it's not helping at all in terms of the dialogue. So the social media, we are definitely in a bubble. We all know that the bubble that we are because of the algorithms and everything, but Brazil, I think, is some steps ahead 
because of the political developments that happened there with the impeachment and everything. So just today I was checking my timeline and actually there are people asking other people to kill other people in terms of how we're going to fight violence in Brazil. How are we going to do it? Well, actually we have to start killing people because otherwise we're not going to protect ourselves. That's the level of the debate and that's happening in any, any um, area of life. So lots of people complaining about Facebook. When there was the political elections in 2014, there was massive unfollow of people on social media and basically you're not my friend because you are against Dilma, or you're not my friend because you're pro-Dilma, whatever. And again, they are not talking, they are just fighting. Actually, that's happening on the streets. Like you have people not only asking to kill each other, but actually fighting because of political views, because of the differences that they have. It's not, there is no dialogue happening there. There are people calling for a coup d'etat to happen, a real coup d'etat intervention by the military. So they're calling for a dictatorship to come back to Brazil, just to give you an idea of how I think democracy may be under threat in Brazil. We're going to have elections in 2018, next year. It's not very clear uh, who may win or even who will be the candidates. Lula is making a lot of noises that he may want to come back. But there is a lot of corruption allegations against him and his party. The president in power is very weak, which makes everything much worse. He's not going to run. And there is a lot of space for just uh, someone that doesn't have a Trump-style Brazilian kind of politician coming and creating a huge problem. And again, the traditional media is not involved. They are still in campaign. There's another very interesting thing that happened there, that uh, uh, Brazil, in Brazil the government, the federal government, is the, uh, has the biggest uh, publicity budget in the whole country. So in the past, publications like Veja, TV Globo and others were not getting any money from the previous government. They are now getting all the money and all the other publications are not getting anything. And the same repeats on social media. So you, have, you are using the money as a tool in this political fight and this uh, whole political um, lack of debates. There is not even proper debates on Brazilian TV anymore. There is it's really, really a, a scary scenario, I would say. That one, those were my, my, my words, just to open up for questions, debates, and, and other criticism, if you have. <laughs> America, thank you very much. Uh